Good-looking crowd this morning. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Hey, man, good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, man. Now, if you're able to rise, only if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in our opening hymn, which will be hymn 259. Hymn 259. We're going to do all verses of hymn 259. Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, 
so much today to come to your house. We praise your holy name. Thank you for your kindness and your glory and your holiness, Lord God. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we pray that folks would do business with you today and that the souls be saved and the Holy Spirit would work in the hearts of everyone in this congregation. Be with the preacher and the message and we praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. Now, if you're able to meet with me, I'd like for you to meet with me and him uh, with him 418. Can you meet with me with him 418? Could you meet me there? Not just Hymn 418, we're really talking about heaven though, amen. Hymn 418, meet me there. If you're born again, child of God, you can sing this song with gladness. On the happy golden shore, where the faithful part no more, when the storms of life are meet me there. Where the night dissolves away into pure and perfect day. I am going home to stay. Meet me there. Meet me there. Meet me there. Meet me there. Where the tree of life is blooming. Meet me there. When the storms of life are on the happy golden shore. Where the faithful part no more. Meet me there. Here are fondest hopes. Here our fondest hopes are vain, dearest links are rent in twain, but in have no throb of pain, meet me there. By the river sparkling bright, in the city of delight, where our faith is lost in sight, meet me there, meet me there, meet me there, meet me there. Tree of life is blooming, meet me there. When the storms of life are o'er on the happy golden shore, where the faithful part no more, meet me there. Where the harps of angels ring and the blessed forever sing in the palace of the king, meet me there. Where in sweet communion blend Heart with heart and friend with friend In a world that ne'er shall end Meet me there, meet me there Meet me there, meet me there Where the tree of life is blooming Meet me there When the storms of life fall On the happy golden shore 
where the faithful part no more. Meet me there. Meet me there. Meet me there. Where the tree of life is blooming. Meet me there. When the storms of life are o'er on the happy golden shore. Where the faithful part no more, meet me there. Amen.
You know, I'm thankful today that, we listen, if we could just learn to depend on him, amen? You know, really, if we could learn to depend on him, it'd make things a whole lot better, even here in this place, until we get to that place where we dwell with him in Beulah land, amen? Hymn number 439, dwelling in Beulah land. Amen, amen, and amen. I like this hymn. (laughs) Hymn 439, if you're able to rise, we're going to do all verses, dwelling in Beulah land. Sing along, all far away the noise of strife is on, my ear is falling. Then I know the sins of earth beset on every hand, doubt and fear and things of earth in vain to me are calling, none of these shall move me. From Beulah land, I'm living on the mountain, underneath the cloudless sky. Praise God! I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh yes! I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply. For I am dwelling in Beulah land Far below the storm of doubt upon the world is beating Sons of men in battle on the enemy withstand Safe am I within the castle of God's word retreating. Nothing then can reach me. Tis land. I'm living on the mountain underneath a cloudless sky. Praise God, I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh, yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply, for I am dwelling in Beulah land. When we get to the chorus, really sing strong on praise God, because we have so much to praise him about. Amen? Amen. Verse 3, here we go. I let the stormy breeze blow and cry cannot alarm me. I am safely sheltered here, protected by God's hand. Amen. Here the sun is always shining. Here there's not can harm me. I am safe forever in Beulah land. I'm living on the mountain underneath a cloudless sky. Praise God! I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply. For I am dwelling in Beulah land. Last verse. A viewing here the works of God I sing in contemplation. 
hearing now his blessed voice. I see the way he planned, dwelling in the spirit here. I learn a full salvation. Gladly will I tarry in beloved land. I'm living on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky. Praise God. I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh, yes, I'm feasting on the manna. From a bountiful supply, for I am dwelling in Beulah land. Amen. Be seated. How many of you have your bulletin this morning? Everybody got one? Amen. If you got it, I want you to pull them out here in just a second, all right? We're going to get to those. How many of you have still have not or would like to have a Faith Promise Missions card? Anybody need one? Everybody get yours turned in? Because we start our new Faith Promise first Sunday of November, just coming up. So if you don't have one of these, please uh, make sure you get one. Our ushers will give you one. Brother uh, Charles is right back there. Brother Joseph, you'll get him one. Uh, also, I want to ask all of our visitors. I know we, some have already received a visitor's card, but if there's anyone here... Uh, that's visiting for the first time, we'd like for you to have a, a visitor's card if you do not have one. Uh, if you are visiting with us, we thank you for that, for being here. Uh, Brother Elias DeVito, he gives all of our visitors a $50 bill right after service is over. So now how many first-time visitors do we have? Amen, amen. I knew it. I knew we'd have some extra ones. But if you do not have a visitor's card, make sure you get one. And, and if you do, raise your hand. And if you need a, a faith promise card, raise your hand. Ushers, if y'all will go ahead. And, and I think Brother Charles needs one. Uh, if visitors, if you will, uh, go back here to our welcome table here in just, or just a little while after service is over. Uh, Brother DeVito will swap you the card or swap you a bag for our visitors uh, for the card. Uh, just to say thank you for coming and visiting with us today. And, and we ought to make sure all of our visitors are welcome today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I think they have one. Uh, so please uh, uh, make sure that you get all of that. Uh, uh, done. I mean, make sure that they are welcome. Brother Wu Zhen has got a good-looking group of folks here this morning. Amen. Amen. I, I was, <clears throat> I've been practicing my uh, Korean. It's not very good, but I'm practicing. Amen. And uh, if you need some help with that, see Brother Eugene. He will help you with your uh, Korean. Amen. I write all mine down on a piece of paper. I write it down the way it sounds to me. So that way I can say it. I, and I've learned how to say, And then I say, I did sayo. Is that pretty good? Amen. Good. All right. Thank you. All right. See? And if I'm not, I want to say it right, you know, I don't want to, but so, I mean, I, I want to let them know I appreciate our, those, our, our Korean folks, and they're doing an awesome job, and I'm thankful that they're here uh, with us this morning. Make sure you let them know that they are welcome, all right? Uh, uh, real quick, <clears throat> your um, bulletins, let's pull those out real fast. I want you to read those. Uh, pray for Brother Marco, him and Ms. Eva are on vacation, and uh, they went to see their grandkids up in Kentucky. Uh, so y'all pray for them as they're gone. 
Uh, I know we miss them very much, so uh, keep them in your prayers. Uh, real quick now, Balik Beyond Box. This is going to the Akalinos in the Philippines, to their ministry there. And there's a, a, a suggested list of items on the bulletin board out here. Uh, they need some clothes for the uh, girls and boys. Girls need uh, skirts and dresses. No pants for the girls. Amen, because they're teaching their their kids to dress appropriately and in services and things of that nature. So check that list. Now, uh, we Brother Aquilino asked for some shelled pecans, but I've just learned that they're about 15 bucks for a little bag. Wow. Yeah, so go in half. I said go in half with somebody. Amen. Uh, but we want to send some things for them, some personal things. But there's, check that list out there. We'd like to send that as quickly as possible. Uh, to them because it takes 70 to 90 days for them to receive it there in the uh, Manila area. Uh, Brother Marco also has two boxes that we're going to send that they're going to Brother uh, Douglas uh, Marco Jr. there in the Philippines as well. So uh, look at the list. Just turn it in to the office area and we'll make sure it gets in that box. All right. Ladies Bible study November 1st. Ladies 10 a.m. Men's prayer breakfast, uh, men, uh, November 5th. And uh, we don't have, since Brother uh, Marco's not here this morning, we don't have to even talk about having bacon. Amen? Oh. <laughs> amen. So y'all didn't say amen or oh me or anything. Uh, November uh, the 5th, we are having a work day uh, also, but we're not going to not have uh, uh, prayer breakfast or soul winning. Right. We're going to do everything. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I have a hard time, and you ought to as well, saying, well, we're not going to go soul winning today. Right. How bad does that sound, you know? Maybe somebody looking for our men to come by that day, yep. and yep. Uh, we're just looking for somebody to show up. Well, we're going to show up, right. but if you, uh, if you come, you come at 930, we're going to go soul winning. If you show up 930 ready to work, then we'll just put you to work too, uh, but we're going to do everything, and we appreciate uh, all the help for that, all right? Uh, also, now, uh, November the 7th, our, our men's and ladies' Bible study. Uh, please mark that down as well. That's not in your bulletins, but uh, we are going to do that, okay? Uh, and then one other thing. We're going to, we're working on a directory. Well, Robbie's getting some information, uh, some uh, uh, phone numbers, email addresses, and those kinds of things. Uh, but uh, we also would like to have a digital uh, footprint, if you will, uh, or a uh, copy of that. And so Brother DeVito has gone and set some things up on a, uh, what do you call that? A, a form, Google form. Yeah, it's a real technical term. It's called a form. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Google. But there's a, a thing out here. It's got a QR code on it. And if you'll scan that QR code with your phone, it'll take you there, and you can put that on. That way, we will have, uh, have a digital format, and we can copy and paste it and things like that uh, because we're working also on a pictorial directory. Uh, I've spoken with Miss Zoe, and she's a photographer. And so we, we're working on the dates. We haven't settled on that yet, but on some uh, dates that when... Uh, we'll have a sign-up sheet. We'll have pictures on a, a Sunday and also a Wednesday. We'll have designated times for you to sign up so that we know that you're coming. And uh, we're going to take those photos and, and uh, we're going to build a pictorial directory with the information that you give on, uh, on the, uh, the uh, form and with, the, uh, with Brother Robbie and so that we can put that on there so that we can get an updated 
directory for Central Park. Amen. So we need your cooperation with that and so that we can make sure everybody gets in it and get all your information in there. Please, uh, there'll be a few of you I, I talked to about putting in some financial information because sometimes when I play golf, I need a little help with my green fees. See, y'all didn't even think that was funny. I thought that was kind of funny, you know. I mean, really, Brother Charles, he's going to put his inf information in there for me. Amen. No, but, no, but we, we want to make sure we get everybody in there. So, please, uh, look at all the things that are going on. Read your bulletin. But be sure uh, that you don't miss out on anything. Amen. All God's people can say, amen. amen. Now, that's a lot of information. If you'll get your bulletin, then you'll be up on all those things. So, please, uh, please do that. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that you're here. I am glad that we have a place like this where God will meet with us. Amen. And I'm thankful for his many blessings to us. We are, all of us are, are just uh, blessed beyond measure. Amen. Beyond measure. And I'm thankful for that today. And God, uh, during a moment like this, gives us an opportunity that we can give back to him. Amen. 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 I mean, and we ought to be willing to do that. Amen. And uh, so let me encourage you. God says, give and it shall be given. So please, let me encourage you. You give today as unto the Lord and, and just see. Listen, God says, prove me now herewith. In other words, he says, in a sense, in a Texas term, he says, I dare you. Because you can't outgive God. Amen. So may God bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, we're thankful again for this place, Lord, uh, that you've given us to come together to worship. I'm thankful, God, that, uh, Lord, you've encouraged us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And, and uh, Lord, for that, I'm thankful that, God, these folks have come today and they're faithful, and I'm thankful for that. And, and I'm thankful also, Lord, for their willingness to give. I pray that, God, that you'd help us to give out of a cheerful heart. And, Lord, may we give, Lord, in, a, in such a way that we'll see uh, the ministry of Central Park Baptist Church go on for decades to come, Lord, if you don't come back. And so, Lord, bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. this time, uh, fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. For the remainder of us, if we're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing one more hymn before we have our morning uh, special. One more hymn, hymn 542, hymn 542. After we sing that hymn, please briefly greet each other. Hymn 542. I'm so glad I'm a part 
of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side. For I'm a part of the family, the family of God. Now, I saw some of you, you were still flipping the pages, so you weren't quite there. So we're going to sing it again for those who relate to the party. Amen. Hymn 542 from the top. Here we go. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain cleansed by his blood, join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side, for I'm a part of the family, the family of God. Amen. Please greet each other at this time. Good night. 
change that Calvary I'll never get over the blood that I'm under the blood that I'm under the blood that I'm under Amen. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. If you'll please stand, if you're able, in honor of reading the Word of God this morning. Uh, for the sake of time, I will just want to read the one verse. Now, you've got to stay with, your, get, stay with your Bible this morning because we're going to go to about five different places today. Amen. And uh, so you, I want you to see it. But we're going to start in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, and we're going to read verse 8, but if you'll remember, the Lord God told uh, Adam and Eve they could eat of every tree except one, okay? Uh, and he told them that, uh, that the day that they will eat of that tree, that they will surely die. And what did they do? They ate. Look in verse 8. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, as they did every day. Uh, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Father, help us this morning. And I pray, God, that as we look at some of these trees today, Lord, that you'll help us to really apply them to our heart and our lives. And, uh, God, I just ask you, Lord, to please move in our hearts today. Help me to stay out of your way. Please fill me with your spirit, Lord, today. Uh, God, that I might please you and, and, and honor you, Lord, in everything that I say and think, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I read a... Trees are pretty fascinating to me, and I, I read a thing the other day about a tree. It's called a Judean uh, date tree, uh, and it's an uh, ancient species of what's called a date palm. In fact, it's so ancient that it's mentioned in the Bible... Uh, and it was said to contain strong medicinal properties that bordered uh, on the miraculous because they believed that it could cure tuberculo uh, tuberculosis, and they also believed it could cure cancer. Uh, and it was also the staple food source for the kingdom of Judea uh, back in the Lord's day. But unfortunately, it said that this tree went extinct, probably due to the high demand uh, that was placed on it. Uh, and, but in the 1960s, uh, some Judean date seeds were found during an archaeological dig of Masada, uh, if you, which is a neat place. If you ever get a chance to go visit there, you ought to do that. Uh, but they were doing an excavation of Masada, and they, they found some of these seeds uh, that had been stored, this Judean date tree. Well, the seeds were planted, and uh, they were given to uh, what was called an Areva Institute of the Environment in uh, Keturah, Israel. And when they planted these uh, seeds, the miraculous thing was that they began to grow. And as a result of these seeds growing and germinating, they named the tree. And I thought it was pretty uh, fitting that they named the tree and called it Methuselah. If you don't know who that is, you go ahead and read that. It, it's pretty interesting. In 2011, the tree bore its first bloom, and it said that it continues to thrive even today. Experts believe the tree will bear fruit by this year, 2022. And so, listen, I'm telling you, if it cures cancer, guess what? We'll never know about it. Um, 
But trees are an amazing thing. And God uses trees, and we see some pretty interesting uh, examples of these trees and lessons that we can learn through them. And the first one that we find is here in Genesis chapter 3, and we find a sinful man who is behind a tree. Uh, This is salvation's provision. Uh, Here we notice behind this first tree there's a sinful man as, uh, as well as Eve and Uh, And we see here the first prophecy regarding salvation in Scripture. If you look back to verse 7, the verse prior to this, we see the condition of man is revealed in this verse. It says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees uh, of the garden. Man, what an abrupt change. Think about it. Adam and Eve Eve had been, uh, they heard God walking about in the garden as they had done before this day. And and, and I would imagine on the days before this day that uh, when they heard God walking in the garden, I would imagine their hearts jumped for joy. I would imagine they were excited. Uh, They had great expectation and anticipation of God coming to speak with them. Listen, I think before uh, this day took place that they were excited about meeting with God. And listen, I want you to understand that's the way we ought to be today as born-again children of God. Uh, Listen, we ought to be excited about being able to come and meet with God in this place during this time. And we can all say, amen. But something happened. It wasn't like that this time. Something terrible took place since God's last visit. And listen, and it happened in a brief moment. They had turned away from God. They disobeyed God. Listen, they rebelled against Him. And they decided to do what they wanted instead of doing what God wanted them to do. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. They had chosen, watch, to follow self. And they had chosen to follow Satan instead of following God. And listen, the result, you know the result, the result was catastrophic. Their whole being, both inwardly and outwardly, both, both spirit and body was marred. It was corrupted by the decision they had made. They were separated, cut off, alienated from God for this reason. And, and because of sin, they fled and they tried to hide from God. Listen, if there's one thing that I know, guilt causes avoidance. Amen, come on, guilt causes avoidance. You think back of when uh, you did something wrong and you knew you had to go home and you was afraid that your mom and daddy was going to find out about it. Yeah. Amen, I can, I, I can think back and listen, there were, when the days were when I had, I had a good day and I was doing what they had told me to do, I didn't mind going into the presence of my mother and my father. You know why? My relationship with them was what it ought to be. But when I had been out the night before doing something that I had no business doing, listen, I'm telling you, the one thing that I did on purpose was to avoid my mother and my father. You know why? Guilt causes avoidance. Look in verses 8 through 12. We notice they had a confrontation with God. Listen, God came in and he was walking in the garden and he asked where they were. Now, God didn't ask the question because he didn't know the answer. Amen. No one had to tell Adam what he had done. The fact that he covered up proves that he knew exactly what he had done. And it's interesting here to note that man's first confrontation with God involves him blaming God for something that they did. He says, 
the woman which thou gavest me. Notice what he uses. He uses the word you. This is the way of sin. It blames others and tries to escape as much guilt as possible. And Adam says, God, listen, it's, it's what you did that made me do what I did. Listen, this is the depth of sin. When we begin blaming God for our own failures, and we can all say, amen, stay with me. Listen, we, we try to blame God. We try to blame others for our shortcomings, our sickness, our circumstances. But the reality is that Adam knew what he was doing, and he made the choice. And if you go back and, and write this verse down, James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, it says, Let no man say, When he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Uh, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Listen, I want you to understand something. When we sin today, when we goof up and make mistakes, listen, God help us not to start trying to blame God for our own mistakes. Can, let's say amen. Uh, listen, he immediately tried to blame God. He says, the woman whom thou gavest. But notice it didn't stop there, and I'm not going to get into all this, but notice Eve then blamed the serpent. Well, Adam, you blame me, but I'm blaming the serpent. It wasn't our fault. I mean, look, don't we play the blame game? When we do something wrong, we, it's always somebody else's fault, the reason we do what we do. Amen. Look in verses 14 and 15. By the way, I've said this many times, there's got to be a confrontation with sin if we're going to get it right. Now, in verses 14 and 15, once God administers the punishment, and he did that, notice he then announces the provision in verse 15. He says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Listen, this is the first prophecy of the cross in Scripture right here. Listen, what man had messed up, Jesus would one day fix up. Amen. And I'm telling you, I'm thankful that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to repair what man fouled up. Amen. And so the first thing that we see is, in this tree, is that we see a sinful man behind a tree. But notice then we see in Luke chapter 19. Turn with me to Luke. Luke chapter 19, I want, you to, I, I want you to see these verses, and I've got to hurry, so I want, you to, I, I want you to stay with me real quick. Luke chapter 19, and look in verse 1 through 4. We notice the pursuit of salvation, which is a seeking man up a tree. Adam was behind a tree. Lazarus is up a tree. Now, a lot of times we get up a tree. Are y'all still with me? Say, I mean, Zacchaeus was up a tree. I said Lazarus, didn't I? Yeah, I saw my wife laughing at me back there. I knew I messed up. Look in verse 19, chapter 19, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he uh, was to pass that way. No, notice that Zacchaeus had a great desire. Zacchaeus is a publican. You know what a publican is? The lowest of the low. I mean, he's not only a publican, but he is a tax collector for Rome. Not only is he a tax collector, but the Bible says he is a chief tax collector. He, he's probably the district boss, top management, if you will. But Zacchaeus is also rich. And if you notice that, it says, and he was rich. Now, there's nothing wrong with having money. 
As long as you have money, you're okay. But if money has you, you're in trouble. Amen? It's like water. You know, if the boat is in the water, you're okay. But if the water gets in the boat, you're in trouble. Well, listen, it's the same way with money. It's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Well, notice Zacchaeus was rich. And watch, and for a man, listen, wealth, it made it difficult for him to enter into the kingdom of God. You see, money is a serious threat to his salvation. He had everything money could give except eternal life. Money cannot buy eternal life. No, how, no matter how many prayers you may go to and li- how many candles you may light, listen, no matter how much money uh, you give to the church, you cannot buy eternal life. Listen, eternal life is through one way, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And people are just fooling themselves. They have been deceived by the great deceiver. If you think you can get to heaven any other way except through the Lord Jesus Christ, and we can say amen. So Zacchaeus, here he is. He has a desire to, uh, to look for the Lord Jesus Christ. And watch, and, and understand this, Zacchaeus has cheated. He has manipulated. He's a crook. Amen. I mean, you go and study about a tax collector in Rome. They were a bunch of crooks. They, they cheated the Jews. But he, listen, he has a desire to seek after the Lord. And listen, he's willing to do anything to seek him. God help us. If a lost man has that kind of desire, then how much more of a desire should a saved individual have to seek the Lord Jesus Christ and to know him better? Amen. Amen. So Zacchaeus, listen, he decides he's going to uh, climb up this tree. He runs ahead of the crowd. I mean, listen, he is, uh, he, this guy is uh, more or less a, a man of, of prominence in, in his, uh, you know, I mean, he's a tax collector, if you will. He's not supposed to be running anywhere, but he's running. Listen, if I had an opportunity to see the Lord, would, are you, would you run to see him? Oh, amen, we would. If our schedules allowed it, we would. Amen. Come on. Amen. Zach is. He runs. He gets up this tree. And he's actually thinking that he is looking for the Lord. But the Lord's looking for him. I mean, listen. Just as he saw. uh, 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 Just as God saw a sinful man hiding behind a tree. Listen, I want you to know that the Lord knew that Zacchaeus was going to be up the tree before he ever got there. Amen. If you look in Genesis chapter 3, we notice that it's not man's nature to seek after God. It's man's nature to hide from God. You know why? Because guilt causes avoidance. And we can again say amen. After all, Adam and Eve, they hid from God. They hid behind a tree. In fact, some people hide from God right in the church. Amen. But I'm glad I can tell you that the Bible says, for the Son of Man is what? Come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, we don't know how God worked in the heart of Zacchaeus to ever cause him, a tax collector, to have a desire to seek after the Lord. Maybe Levi, a former publican, had told him about the Lord Jesus. Maybe Zacchaeus had had become weary of of wealth and, and started searching for something better. We don't know what, how he did that, but we do know that God is always working in the heart of the one who is seeking after him. Listen, God always initiates uh, contact with a sinner, and we can all say amen. Zacchaeus' desire and his direction, watch, they made a difference in his life. Listen, when a person gets saved, are y'all still with me? 
When a person gets saved, you can't help but change from the inside out. Look in verse 8 of chapter 19. Notice what it says. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. You say, well, how did that happen? Well, look in verse 5. The Lord Jesus came to the place. He looked up and saw him, Zacchaeus, and said unto him, Zacchaeus, listen, he had never been introduced before, yet he calls him by his name. He says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste. And came down. And what? And look what it says. And what did he do? He received him joyfully. Listen, I want you to know Zacchaeus got saved that day. You know, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, because, listen, he's a tax collector. And he's going to give back to those he cheated four times over. Listen, when a person gets saved, he will change. If you are truly born again, child of God, listen, I'm telling you, you'll get, it'll change you from the inside out. And we can say amen. It'll make a difference in you. It'll make a difference in your behavior. And by the way, listen, as a born-again child of God, we, need, we ought not to slack off after we get saved. It's time, to, it's time to ramp up our commitment to the Lord God Himself. But we've gotten a little slack. Everything goes good, and you know what we do? Start slacking off. We slack off in our Bible reading. We slack off in our prayer time. I was, I was just reading about Daniel again this morning in my devotion time, and I'm telling you, listen, if, if, if prayer is going to be important, then you've got to make it a priority. Yeah, Daniel, it, prayer was a priority to him. He was in a bad situation, but you know what he did? He prayed anyway. Listen, no matter where we are, what we're doing, we, listen, Dan, and I'll, you'll hear this again, but Daniel was a, he was a, a government official, top dog. I mean, he was number one president. But you know what he did? He took time to leave his office and pray three times a day. You know why? Prayer was important. Listen, I want you to understand something today. We need to make sure that we don't slack off in our prayer time. We, don't need to make, we need to make sure we don't slack off in our Bible reading time. Oh, I must have hit a nerve. It's got awful quiet. Listen, we, we can't slack off in our attendance. Why? Because, listen, when we get saved, it'll change us. I'm telling you, it changed Zacchaeus. Uh, it changed him from the inside out. We, listen, God help us not to get, we, don't get, let me just throw this in here. Let's not get slack about how we dress. Yeah. Amen. Amen, Brother White. This is still God's house. When we, when we get ready to go here, we need to make sure we're dressed to come into the presence of God. Amen. Amen. You ever walk around in Walmart or sometimes and you look at somebody and you say, do they not ever look in the mirror? Are y'all still with me? Say amen. Listen, before we come to God's house, you know what we ought to do? Look in the mirror. This mirror. And ask ourselves, are we, are we dressed to go to the house of God? But wait a minute. Not just when we dress to go to the house of God. You say, preacher, you're meddling. Yeah, a little bit. So y'all, but y'all just hang on. Uh, listen, it, it, it makes a difference, too, when, the way we dress when we go out in public. Yeah. Yeah. We're still God's children. Yeah. 
we ought to dress properly. Amen? Amen. 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 And I think y'all got it, so I'll just leave off there. Zach is, it changed him. Listen, and he, he's given back fourfold. Now, can you imagine how much money he's going to get up, give up and give back? Four times over? Can you imagine how much money that is? I'm telling you now, Zach is up to this point, I would imagine he's a tightwad. Amen? I mean, he's so tight, he don't wear rubber sole shoes because rubber gives. Amen? I mean, and yet now he's saved. The Holy Spirit of God moves into his heart, and as a result, his hands open up. Listen, and he's willing to give. God help us as born-again children of God be willing to open our hands and be willing to give back to Almighty God. Amen. Amen. So Zacchaeus, he's changed, and he's going to give it all back. Why? Because he was up a tree, and he came into contact with the Lord Jesus Christ. Look in John chapter 1, verse 48. We're still going. I've got to hurry. John chapter 1. And look in verse 48. Found your place. Say amen. amen. It says, Nathanael saith unto him, talking to the Lord, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under, what? The fig tree. I saw thee. Look in verse 43 through verse 46. It says, The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip saith unto Bethsaida, uh, Philip was uh, of Bethsaida, the, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We found him, of whom Moses and the law. Listen, can you imagine what, what they're thinking? Who's it? Who are they talking? Found who? I mean, we found him. Wait a minute, you got to give him, you, you got to, you can't stop. We found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael watched, saith unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto me, Come and see. Listen, we have lost our excitement about finding the Lord Jesus Christ. We have gotten over, we have gotten used to being saved. Listen, God help us to not ever get over being born again children of Almighty God. I'm a child of God. God help us. I, I was listening to a song yesterday. It was a choir song. I remembered how the church there at Lighthouse in, in, in uh, Indianapolis singing it called Behold uh, Our God. And man, I went back and I was driving down the road Listen, I'm telling you, I was having me a, a little shouting fit in the car uh, because I was listening to that song and in my mind I'm getting a glimpse of, of God high and lifted up, seated on the throne in heaven and, and myriads of people sitting around him. Listen, and I got excited. Why? Because I'm part of them people. Right. Listen, we ought to get excited that we are born again children of God. Amen. But Nathaniel, look, he had his doubts. He says, man, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And he's sitting under a fig tree. Now, listen, Nazareth, if you go back and read, it was not a place that you brag about being from. You know, I tell people I'm from Kermit. I'm not bragging. <laughs> Amen? Nazareth was that way. I mean, it was a little mountain town out in the sticks. It was a hick town, if you will. 
And so Nathaniel opposes the Lord simply from the standpoint of where he's from. I mean, he has disbelief. He says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? But when Nathaniel came to the Lord, he discovered that God already knew all about him. And the Lord called him and said, he's an Israelite in whom is no guile. Now, why did he say that? Well, the Lord's making reference to the fact that, listen, he's making a reference to Jacob, the ancestor of the Jews, a man who used guile to trick his brother, his father, and his father-in-law. And he's saying, listen, I know you in a man in whom there is no guile. And, and may I tell you this morning that the Lord knows who you are right now today. He knows, listen, he knew you before you were even a thought in your mother and father's mind. He knew you. God says, listen, he knew you before the foundation of the world. And he knows everything about you. He knows your physical state. He knows your spiritual state. Listen, he wants to have a relationship with you. But notice in verse 49, look what he says. Uh, He says, I saw you under a fig tree. Well, listen, that fig tree was a place that stood for peace, safety, rest, worship. And oftentimes a man would uh, go out and and, uh, sit under their fig trees and, and seek solitude and And this is exactly what Nathaniel was doing. And the Lord said, Nathaniel, listen, I knew you when you were out under your fig tree seeking peace and solitude. You know what the Lord's saying? Nathaniel, I I know everything about you. I knew there were some things bothering you. I knew that. I saw you under the fig tree. I, I knew the longings of your heart. I knew, the, I, I knew the sense of despair and hopelessness that you were facing. And he said, I knew all that when I saw you under the fig tree. Look in Psalm 139. Psalm chapter 139. And look in verse 1 through 4. 139 and verse 1 through 4. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but, thou, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Listen, you know what, folks? Listen, God knows you. He knows what you face. He knows what you're going through. He can help you. And he sees Nathaniel under this tree. Now, I don't know what happened under that tree. Uh, I don't know what the Lord perhaps told him. But whatever it was, it moved Nathaniel. It, it took away his doubt. And if you continue to read, Nathaniel says, Thou art the Son of God. In that outburst of faith, listen, Nathaniel acknowledges the Lord Jesus as Messiah and Savior. And it was under that tree that Nathaniel got saved. Listen, there's a lot of times that we go through things in our life that we have no clue why. Can I get an amen? Amen. We face things. We go to bed one night and everything is A-OK. And we wake up in the morning and everything has fallen apart. Amen. Come on. But do you understand today that God saw you when you were under your fig tree? He, listen, you may think everything is, listen, why did you come today? Do you have, are there troubles? Are there despair in your heart, in your life? Are there things in your thoughts and in your heart that you're dealing with? Then if you came here today to get some help, then come and get some help. 
then don't, don't just sit in the pew and, and come and say, man, I, I need some help, God, please. Listen, come and li- listen. All you got to do is take a step and come and, and let the Lord himself, he will administer and he'll help you today if you'll just come. But oftentimes people come and they sit in the pew and their, their life is falling apart and, and they're, they're broken inside and we can't see from the outside in. But listen, there's things going on in your life that I have no clue about, but I'm telling you, God knows. And he wants to help you, but you've got to come. Listen, we say, man, I'll just stand here and ask him for help. Be careful. Listen, Zach is was willing to climb a tree. Can't we be willing to come and to this old altar and ask the Lord for help? Listen, old Nathaniel, uh, God saw him and he sees you today, but you got to come. Look in 1 Peter chapter 2. Here's a man under a tree, a sinful man behind a tree. Zacchaeus was up a tree. Uh, here in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, we see a sinless man on a tree. This is the price of salvation. The Bible says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye are healed. Listen, that's what we call a vicarious atonement. That word bear in that verse, it means to carry or to take up the load of another. In our day, we like to delegate. You know, I mean, I'm thankful for uh, the young men that's around the church and our people that are willing to help because there's a lot of things, listen, that they do that, man, uh, I'm thankful that they do them. You know, hey, there's this big old bag of trash. Guess what? I delegate. Amen. Can you guys get that for me? Y'all preacher, amen. I'll get, and they do it with the right spirit. And I'm, praise the Lord for it. But listen, we like to delegate stuff. But I'm telling you, listen, the Lord Jesus Christ, He didn't delegate anything. He Himself carried the load of my sin. He Listen, He took my sin, He took your sin on Himself. He was our substitute. He took our place. He took our problems, our pain, our poverty, and our punishment on himself. He didn't delegate it. Listen, our sins were cast upon him that day and he died. Listen, and he bore our sin and died for you in our place. He himself did that. It was a vicarious atonement, but it was a virtuous atonement. Look in verse 22 and verse 23. It says, who did no sin? Who the Lord did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was reviled, reviled not again. Boy, don't we do that sometime? When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. You see, in the Old Testament, the sacrifices, remember, they provided a temporary atonement. But the death of the Lord Jesus Christ provided a full and a final atonement. In the Old Testament, the sheep died for the shepherd. But in the, at the cross in the New Testament, the shepherd died for the sheep. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ provided for all man. Look in verse 24. Uh, every need has been provided through the vicarious, virtuous, and victorious atonement of Christ on the cross. Every need. 
when the Lord Jesus cried, watch this, when he cried, it is finished, guess what? It is finished. Yep, there wasn't anything else to do. The transaction was complete. Everything we need or will ever need has already been bought and paid for by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those boys just saying, I'll, I'll never got over the blood that I'm under. Listen, I am under the blood. My sin, listen, is under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've been cast into the depths of the sea. They have been placed behind the, behind the back of God, and He remembers them against us no more. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed us. And I'm thankful today that I'm as good as in heaven today. But it's only because of a sinless man on a tree. Yeah, the price of salvation. Look at the last one. Look in Psalm chapter 1. And I'm trying to get through. I, I want you to get this. This is important. A sinner behind a tree. Zacchaeus was up a tree. Nathaniel was under a tree. A sinless man was on a tree. Well, a saved man ought to be like a tree. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh. God help us. Listen, a lot of folks, I need to really get this. Uh, We've gotten really comfortable, too comfortable about things like this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water uh, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now as soon as I start on this last point, if you hadn't already tuned me out, some may do that. Um, I mean, but if you'll listen to me, and I wish everybody was here, doing this will change your life. Yeah, if you apply this, this verse, it'll change your life. As a saved, born-again child of God, notice what he says. We're walking about, uh, uh, we're talking about a saved man, like a tree. or We're talking about the product of salvation. Listen, you ought to be separated from the world. Verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth, uh, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Listen, the process or progress of sin. Notice it says walketh, that's thinking about it, contemplating. Standeth, now you're entertaining it. Sitting, now you're fully cooperating. And in James chapter 1 verse 15, it teaches us that lust leads to sin. Sin leads to death. Listen, God help us as Christians to be separated from the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. If you can get around ungodly people, listen, as Christians out of the will of God and you feel okay and they feel okay, something's wrong. Yeah, separated. Listen, then we ought to be saturated. Look in verse 2. But his delight, the saved person, our delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. In other words, distance from the world, delighted in the word. Amen. And if we'll do that, notice verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know, listen, I'm telling you, as Christians today, we let the world get on us. And a lot of Christians are easily blown off course. 
We are easily subdued by the things of the old, that the old devil throw, that throws at us. We are even subdued by just life. Because listen, I'm telling you, we live in a sinful world. And sometimes they'll say life just happens, you know, and things happen. And, and if we're not careful, if we are not, listen, situated by the water and the things of the Word of God, listen, you're going to be hurt. You're going to wind up a statistic. Yeah. But the person who separates himself from the world, saturates himself with the Word of God, will find himself situated by the water. The tree, it's a picture of stability. Rivers of water, it's a picture of the Spirit. Fruit, picture of sustenance. Leaf not withereth. Listen, it's a picture of satisfaction. A lot of people, they're not evidently satisfied with the things of God because they go out into the world looking for other stuff. But if we are situated by the water, listen, our leaf shall not wither and it will prosper, which is a picture of success. The Bible says, and whatsoever he doeth, whatsoever shall prosper. Um, you know, and I thought this was interesting, the bamboo tree. Y'all, have you ever read about the bamboo tree? Listen, uh, it, it does literally absolutely nothing for the first four years. Four years. I mean, there's nothing. But then all of a sudden, during the fifth year, it begins to shoot up out of the ground, and it, they, it will grow 90 feet in 60 days. But it takes four years. Well, Lord, I'm saved now. Man, everything, you know, Lord, I'm saved. Everything got to come my way. Man, I'm pushing the easy button right now. Man, Lord, just help me out. Now, I'm, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. You said everything I do will prosper. Here it is. Okay, God bless me. Wait a minute. You may only be in year one. You may only be in year two. You may be in year four just before blessing, so to speak, and we get in a hurry and we think, oh man, Lord, I have been serving you now faithfully for three years. Maybe your three years is ten. Well, Lord, I've been faithful. I've been doing this and God, everything is just like it is. What's happening? Wait a minute. Don't put God on a timetable. Why just hang in there? Keep doing the right thing. Quit live, uh, continue to live a holy and a righteous life. You may be just around the corner to seeing fruit for your labor. But we get in a hurry. Man, just like the Chinese bamboo, listen, it grows 90 feet in 60 days. Christian, what are you waiting on? Listen, you say, well, I'm waiting on God. Then keep waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as the eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah. We can just leave them two words off, right? No. Wait a minute. Hang in there. Here's a recipe for growing a purposeful and productive Christian garden. First, plant five rows of peas. Preparedness, promptness, perseverance, politeness, and prayer. Next to the peas, you want to plant three rows of squash. Squash gossip, squash criticism, and squash indifference. Y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. 
next to the peas and the squash, then you want to plant five rows of lettuce. Let us be faithful. Let us be unselfish. Let us be loyal. Let us love one another and let us be truthful. Amen. So we have peas, we have squash, we have lettuce. And yep, no garden is complete without turnips. Yep. Turn up for church when the doors are open. Amen. Turn up, not only turn up at church, but turn up with a smile. Amen. Turn up with a a new idea that you're going to do what God would have you to do. Amen. And turn up with some real determination. God help us as Christians to be determined to do what God wants us to do and be obedient and committed and be a Christian planted by the tree. Listen, and, and listen, you'll be a tree that is saturated with the Word of God and you'll produce some fruit. Yep. But you got to be this kind of Christian, situated by the water. So, are you a sinful man beneath the tree? Are you a seeking man up a tree? Are you a sincere man under a tree? Are you a saved man like a tree? You're one of these. But whatever tree you see, you got to look to the sinless man who died on a tree. Listen. Today it's your choice. And listen, you came here today for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but listen, if you're here today and there's something going on in your life, then you ought to come. Why come to church and seek God's help if you're not going to come and let Him help you? Yeah. Father, help us. Speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray, God, that you'd give this invitation, Lord. We're, uh, God, we're, we're all facing things in our life, Lord, that um, not all of us know about, but God, you do. Just like Nathaniel, Lord, you saw him when he was there under that fig tree, seeking peace, seeking hope. And God, you knew him. And you know us here today. Lord, before we uh, were ever even thought of, Lord, before the foundation of the world, you were a lamb slain. And, and Father, I'm thankful for that. Thank you for Jesus, my Savior. Speak to our hearts today. Give this invitation and may we respond in a way that would bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. While we stand and while we sing just a verse, just a verse, all we're going to sing is the Lord speaking to your heart.